0: spooky legends past down through generations to haunted locations that hold a ghostly past come one come all come blinders and seekers hear the creepy side of Welcome to The Creepy Side of NEPA. I am Dan Kozlowski. Thanks for joining us on this last episode of The Creepy Side of NEPA's fall Halloween season. Before we get into tonight's interview, if you haven't already, please take the time to like, subscribe, or follow The Creepy Side of NEPA on whichever podcast platform that you listen to us on. That way you'll always be sure to get our newest episode. Also, if you haven't gotten the chance yet, give our sister podcast a listen. The Creepy Side of America, where we discover all the creepy stories surrounding the United States. Find The Creepy Side of America wherever you listen to podcasts. Joining us this evening is Liz, Elaine, and Carol from the Bradford County Regional Art Council. They join us tonight talking a little bit about paranormal stories surrounding the Keystone Theater in Tawanda. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Hi, yeah.
0: So, Lane and Elizabeth, I was just wondering, what is some of the history dating back to, like, maybe the start of the theater?
1: So
2: the the Keystone Theater was actually built as the Hales Opera House, and the ground was broken in 1886, and its first um, grand opening performance was done by a woman named Mrs. D.B. Bowers in a performance of Queen Elizabeth, uh, or Elizabeth, Queen of England. Um, the 1886 uh, Opera House was on the second floor uh, and it moved to the main floor. Sometimes I, we, around 1913, when uh, movies started to really start to hit big. So it's got a really interesting uh, history and it's also known as the longest continually o- operating uh, entertainment venue in Northeast PA north of Jim Thorpe.
0: Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And what year did the theater open?
2: It opened on September 21st, 1887. It was the grand opening night.
0: What is this mostly used for now, like uh, movies or shows, live shows?
2: Yeah, so mostly pre-COVID we were really heavy into movies and we had live performances, nightlife on the Susquehanna, uh, school-time performances, community events. Uh, movies haven't come back quite as uh strongly as we hope so we're moving back towards our roots of live performances and and other kind of uh community events
0: it seems like as time goes on now people are coming out more and more
1: yes we hope so fingers crossed yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so a building been around since the 1800s there and seeing all that history over the years there must be a, a fair share of creepy happenings there am i right
2: yeah, I would say there's been uh, um, some creepy happenings. I, I've been here since 2000, uh, and I started as the theater manager downstairs in the movie house, so I worked with a lot of young kids, and they were forever um, coming to me and saying, oh, I just saw the ghost, I just saw the ghost. Um, <laughs> and usually that was uh, either down in the basement or in the uh, historic auditorium that uh, is the 1886 part of the building. But yeah, we had lots of, lots of kids afraid to go to the dungeon. (laughs) And some of our, my older employees also would say, okay, I see him. He's over there.
0: So So was it mostly like one figure that they were mostly seeing or is it different ones or were they seeing mostly or just hearing like footsteps?
2: A little bit of 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 all of that. Um, I think Liz has collected more of the stories. Yeah, but they were um, definitely hearing things. I had one manager in one. So so there's a little uh, newer addition. There used to be a, a piece to the theater, and it burned down. Um, I don't know before the 1980. Okay. Um, and it was rebuilt in 2001. And so somebody was over on that side and kept hearing the other person calling, and they both came out to, to check, and neither one of them had said a word. So uh, there's that kind of stuff that goes on, um, hearing, hearing noises and such. I had an experience just the other day um, saying, oh, who's here, and somebody said, that's the grumpy one. And the thing about the guy who built it, Elias Hale, which is the name of the Hales Opera House, um, he was born in Tawanda. His family came from Connecticut. He was born in 1815, and had a lot of uh, different um, different careers, I guess you would say. One of them was a, a surveyor for the North Branch um, Canal System that um, was being built up along here, but then was replaced by the the train uh, the train uh, system, and uh-huh. He was known as a grumpy, grumpy old guy. So when they said it's a grumpy one, I said, "Oh, is Elias here." Um, so we've we've heard stories about Elias coming here as well.
0: So he was known as being grumpy back when he was alive.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> his great great granddaughter still lives in the house that the Hales originally had in Tawanda. and uh, she said the stories that she's heard through you know from her family was always about how grumpy he was and he he was a businessman but he uh, wasn't a great businessman he almost uh, lost the farm I think his mother made him sell the the Hales Opera House at some point because he wasn't running it well um, and she was able to uh, uh, re, refinance the farm and keep it so they still have it in the family
0: well, that would definitely explain the saying I'm the grumpy one <laughs> so Liz we've, what are some uh, of the stories been... you're collecting <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we have been um, collecting stories. You know, we kind of had this idea to do a ghost walk and to, we're calling it the Haunted the Keystone, where groups can come in and um, get locked in. And we had this idea because so many of the employees and so many of our patrons have, you know, even if they're just small, they have these stories of things that
3: sure. happened
1: in here that nobody can really explain. Um, some of the great ones I've gotten were... Uh, we actually put out a form so people could submit their ghost stories in town and things like that, and we could we could view them, you know, as they were available. And we had one sent in that was um, a, a gentleman had shown up, and, you know, when the movie theater fell on hard times back in the 70s, they might show things that were a little bit not exactly, you know, family-friendly. <laughs> um, the The story we were told is that this gentleman was here, Watching a movie, group of guys, Um, the basement actually used to be where the bathroom was for the gentleman, and he had gone down into the gentleman's bathroom in the basement, and while he was in there, he heard a knock on the door and a woman's voice that said, "'Will you let me in?' And I guess he was just a young guy at the time, so he kind of panicked. And um, he heard the knock again, and he didn't answer. And a few minutes later, he went upstairs, and he had told his, his buddies or his you know who he was with about it. And they had said, "Oh yeah, that that happens. Don't don't ever answer the door if, if a lady knocks. <laughs> there's no lady there." So <laughs> we we've had a lot of stuff like that. Um, we you know we collected some stories of um, over the years. People sitting up in the balcony watching live shows, live concerts, or movies. Um, they'll, they'll feel tapping on their shoulders or they'll feel coldness going through. And, and the balcony is where I think a lot of activity happens. Um, actually, personally, one of the very first times I ever had any kind of encounter at the theater, I was at a dress rehearsal for um, a play we were doing around last Christmas and the whole cast was here. I mean, there's probably 10 of us on stage and it just happened to be one of those like lull in speaking moments where somebody was talking. We would all paused to listen to her talk mm-hmm. and then. She stopped, and it was just silence in the theater for a minute while we were all processing what she had said, and we very distinctly as a group um, heard someone walking across the top of the balcony in the back of the theater, um, very loud footsteps, creaking wood, and several of the cast members went, who's up there? Because they actually saw a shadow, but there was no one else in the theater, so that was kind of a cool big experience that we all felt together
0: right and especially a place being that old you could definitely hear footsteps creaking on that old wood
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely and it's you know it's kind of almost become an office joke as we walk around i mean we hear people in the hallway all the time We'll, like elaine said you know we'll hear voices somebody calling you um all sorts of things like that that it's we've almost gotten used to it but we figured you know what a cool thing for people to be able to experience
0: now, do you guys know of any tragedy that might have happened at the theater over the years that sort of could have caused all this paranormal activity?
1: I
2: actually heard one story, and I've never been able to uh, find any any information on it. Um, and I'm not sure if it was just a lore that popped up, but somebody had said that there was a woman hanging from the balcony at some point. Um, and that was another coworker who who still works here part-time that she had heard, And she grew up here, and she said, oh, there was a long-time story that a woman had killed herself or hung herself, but I've never been able to find anything about that. But that was one of the lore that was going around. Mm -hmm.
0: I know a lot of different haunted history stories that I hear, they always say they can't find the records because a lot of times the records weren't that good back then. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. We've definitely been finding that, too, as we've been looking at history and things to try to put together these tours and just to try to get a more comprehensive history of the theater. There's a lot of name changes, a lot of lost records, things referenced that we just don't know what they are anymore. Sure.
0: Now, did you guys ever have any ghost investigators in the property before up to this point?
2: We have not had ghost investigators, but Liz can tell you about the spirit medium that came.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we haven't had any official investigations, um, which, honestly, I'm relatively new here, and it just floored me when I came in. I said, what, nobody's ever investigated? Because
0: it's just energy
1: when you walk in.
0: Sounds like there's a lot going on there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, and so, you know, when I started, we started um, doing ghost box sessions to try to see if there were spirits here and if we could connect with anything. And, and like Elaine had mentioned, she had, you know, that voice come through and say the grumpy one. And we've had lots of spirit box sessions where we get all kinds of voices and really specific things that are really interesting. Um, we also had a local psychic, uh, Christopher Stilson. He came down from Elmira about two weeks ago. And it was really interesting. We walked through the theater. He's kind of partnering with us to do the ghost walk and to do some of these events. And um, he was able to, I don't know, pick up or or whatever you want to say. He was very sensitive to several spirits that were in here, including some really intense details about um, some people that, you know, Elaine can say more that she actually knew um, that nobody would have known those details. So, we haven't had any official investigations, but we've had you know the psychic come through and just the things we've been doing investigating ourselves that we've gotten a ton of response from.
0: Nothing yet, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, nothing no. yet. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I didn't walk around with a spirit. Uh, I was, uh, I met him, and then they came back, and then I, actually I, I didn't walk around with him, but I went up at one point in the very top of the theater where the very old lead-lined um, projection booth is that they had in 1913 Um, and as he was coming down he said uh, something about a name of a person that used to uh, he said a name of somebody that he could feel coming through and that the person had died of a certain uh, um, illness and the person's name and I just like my mouth dropped Uh, he also said that that person really really loved the theater and that they were there and I and I was just floored because the person hadn't had uh, passed away. The name was right. The illness was right. And he and that person certainly loved this building. So that kind of floored me. But then he was asking about um, some bottles. He said, and I wasn't there when Liz told me this later. He kept saying somebody <laughs> has found some bottles, and I just went, wow. Um, Liz, as she said, hasn't worked here that long, but. Uh, within the last year uh, a worker that no longer is here went up into one of the spaces so the Keystone has been uh, had lots of different iterations of what the floor plan looks look like and the original lobby is a, a, a place that's not available to the public mm-hmm. and that employee had been up in there which is near where the the, um, uh, the old projection room is and and she had brought down a whole bunch of really old bottles and a couple of old candy boxes. And he was asking who found the bottles, who found the bottles. I wasn't with him at that point. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Liz didn't know anything about it. But when she told yeah. me, I was like, those bottles are right over there. And she hadn't realized what they were. So that was kind of yeah. interesting as well.
0: Oh, well, very interesting. All these stories that he was coming up with had connections.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, I'm a. I'm a bit of a skeptic, so I was like just floored by those two things in specific because I could tie them. Yeah, somebody we we just did find some bottles in the last few months, and this other this other entity that he he felt everything fit on that one, and it, and there was just no way that he knew any of that at that time. It,
1: uh...
2: Did you talk about the um? What
3: we felt the other day
1: on the stage. Oh no! So this joining our call here, I should have said this. This is actually Carla Salzman. She's our programs director. Um, She joined us. She was down doing some other stuff. We weren't sure if she was going to make it up.
0: Welcome to the show, Carla. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so along with that, yeah, some of the just the ghost box sessions we've done, um, her and I walked through the theater the other day, and uh, we didn't, whenever we get a feeling, feeling, one of us will say, oh, pull up the ghost box on your phone, because we have the app for it, and um, she pulled it right up, and she said, I'm really feeling something strong here, and I walked over to where she was standing right in front of the stage, and it was like a voice yelled through and said, John, so we <laughs> we got nervous, and we ran out of the theater, but... <laughs>
3: Actually, it was Jeff. And, um, Jeff, that's right. That Jeff. Jeff, very deep Jeff. But the thing that was so weird was I was standing next to the stage, and I'm pretty sensitive to energies. And all of a sudden I said, there's something behind me and the dark stage. And I said, I, I know there's something behind me. And all I did was take three steps forward. Then you stepped toward the stage with the, the ghost box, and it was instant. Like, we got activity instantly. so um, And the hair went up on the back of my neck, and it, it, it takes quite a bit to, to make that happen. So there was definitely a, a,
0: a presence that day. Yeah, definitely sounds like there's a lot of activity in that one location of your theater, that's for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Now, what is a little bit about... I know you guys are planning an event next week uh, centered around the paranormal. What is the event? What is a little bit about your event?
1: Yeah, so kind of the two pieces to this event. Um, We are doing a live theater, a live show, um, a comedy show, Blythe Spirit by Noel Coward, um, really famous play, and it's kind of centered on the paranormal things like that. Um, We're pairing with a local distillery, so we can offer spirits for spirits, um, and we're going to be doing the ghost walk with all that, um, along with the psychic Christopher Stilson, and that will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then starting Sunday evening, running right through until Halloween, um, we are actually doing private rentals for the Keystone Theater. Um, so groups can come in and rent the Keystone and get locked in for the night and see what they can find. You know, see if they get any contact with any of our paranormal or any of our spirits or if they get any photos or recording evidence.
0: So they're basically right, on their so own they they for the evening back. throughout the theater.
1: Yeah, I actually say uh, get locked in and see how long you can stay
2: because <laughs> I've spent some long nights here, and it gets really creepy.
0: Now, are there still spots available for the event? It isn't sold out, is it?
1: There, It is not sold out yet. Um, tickets are pretty limited. Uh, we are asking, you know, minimum group of 10 a person or just a $300 for a night for the group to come in. Um, You are in here with your own private group, so we're not mixing groups or anything like that. And we still have, I think Thursday is not available, but the rest of the week is still pretty open. People haven't fully committed to dates yet. So I would tell people, you know, as soon as they can get it booked, the better, because we've got a lot of people waiting right now that just haven't gotten back to us with their dates and things yet.
3: And we have a lot of tickets available still for the play, which is um, kind of a way to start that um, week of excitement um, to watch a show about that. So those tickets are on sale now, too. We're hoping to have a good crowd and to stir some spirits for the overnight guests the
2: following week. Mm -hmm. So one thing I'd like to add is when we uh, started doing the Ghost Box last last week, um, it was right after we had a big event, and the thing that... Came through oh, with yeah. congratulations, well done. But then it kept saying technology, technology, something about technology. And the next day, uh, and actually, I haven't told this piece. We have a one elevator in here. And I was here what, late one night, and the elevator just started going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Wouldn't stop on any floor, just kept going up and down. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, but after the, the whole technology, technology, uh, Liz and uh, Carla got stuck in the elevator, uh, and it took a while. I think they were in there for a while before we figured out where they were, but this has never happened. After we got them out, it froze on every floor. We can't even get the elevator to move, and it's all frozen that's never happened
3: and literally when we got in the elevator i told liz later and she was probably mad i didn't tell her ahead of time i felt like we were about to get played with like i just felt this playful energy like oh they're gonna get our attention and i didn't say it out loud and i'll be darned if it didn't we didn't get stuck and we were in there for yeah at least a half hour well Um, i definitely
0: got your attention then that's for sure
3: yeah
2: they did they did we're Yeah, and I don't understand why, because I got it to eventually move down to one floor. They got out, and then every pl- floor froze up.
0: Well, it definitely sounds like you guys have a lot of activity there in that one place, and it sounds like some pretty interesting events planned for next week. If anyone's looking for some more information on your events, you guys have a website or a Facebook page?
2: Yes. Uh, our Facebook page is... Um, the Keystone, is at the Keystone Theater or the Bradford County Regional Arts Council? We have two. Um, and our uh, face, our, our website is bcric.org. But you probably have better, you can call us anytime as well at five seven zero two six eight two seven eight seven, And we can help you out with any
1: of those.
0: I'd like to thank the three is for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Liz, Elaine, and Gara. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. You guys had some interesting stories and I hope you have a great event next week.
1: Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for talking with us about it. I'm hoping we get the word out and people can come and investigate our spirits just as much as we have been. So
0: <laughs> I'm sure you guys will get quite some interesting groups. <laughs>
1: thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Thanks. Thank you, you, too. you too.
0: Thank you for listening to the Creepy Side of Nepa. Please be sure to follow WNEP's Creepy Side of NEPA on Facebook. Also subscribe to us on YouTube. Happy Halloween, everybody, and until next time, enjoy the creepy side of NEPA. This has been the creepy side of NEPA. If you have a spooky story that took place in northeastern or north central Pennsylvania, send it to ghost at wnep.com for your chance to share it on an upcoming episode. We're dying to hear from you. <laughs>